Welcome to Go Get Great, the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs and ambitious small business owners. I'm your host, Brittany, owner of Brittany Miller Socials and mother of three. Go Get Great is all about helping you make life and business work together. You'll learn about the fumbles that helped get me and my guests to where we are today so you don't have to make them. So come join the journey with Go Get Great. Good morning, everyone. So I am super excited to be joined by Amanda Evans. She is a family play-based healer, spirit baby medium, best-selling author, and master life coach meets Mary Poppins. Amanda Evans is passionate about supporting families to be their happiest, healthiest, and most aligned selves, which I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her own healing and master coaching journey has taught her so much about the extraordinary healing powers of love, connection, and play. So Amanda is dedicated to helping people take their health, happiness, and family choices into their own hands by believing in their own magic, the power of communications, and truly healing from within while also having a lot of fun. So Amanda coaches conscious parents who are triggered by their child's traumas, big emotions, and disempowering labels to parent them with greater ease, connection, presence, and play. And she empowers sensitive children and parents to feel safer in their bodies over their own, their sensitive superpowers and be authentically themselves. She's also a dog mama and lover of little humans and the little moments that really are the big ones. So good morning and welcome, Amanda. There is so much in here that I'm super excited to unpack today. I'm so excited too. I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Amanda and I actually connected through the Monarch community and we've chatted a few times before today. So I'm really excited to have her on here because she has so much wisdom to share and she's just such a generally nice and supportive human. And she's so encouraging. We've been talking back and forth about different uh, courses that we're trying to launch for our businesses and kind of sharing advice and just uh, support for that because it is a process. Sure is just like parenting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, So why don't we kind of start there? Because I know that we've talked about this a little bit. You're launching a new mini course right now. And I really only say mini course because it is a smaller version of another course that you offer, but it in itself is such an amazing offer that it's going to help so many parents. So I really make sure I really want to make sure that we highlight that today. Oh, thank you for starting there. I'm really excited about it too. Um, It's called the Supporting Your Sensitive Child Bundle. And it is all for the Mm -hmm. parent who has a very sensitive kiddo. And that could mean so many different things. It could mean that you have a child whose mood changes quite quickly or shifts from one extreme to the other. Or you might have that kid who's a big feeler, like really feels Mm -hmm. every emotion strongly and deeply. Like I'm talking about the happy and the sad and the angry or whatever emotion they're feeling. But when they feel it, they feel it big. But what I'm also talking about is those very wise, intuitive, that (laughs) kid who knows what you're thinking and feeling, sometimes maybe even before you do, the one who sometimes just picks up on everyone's emotions and might not always feel great Mm -hmm. in that. So if you're hearing this and you're resonating, you likely have a sensitive or intuitive child who may need some support when it comes to those big feelings or emotions. Or maybe you're going through a phase where there's a lot of tantrums coming up. And 
you maybe have heard about like, okay, regulating emotions, regulate the nervous system, but you're a parent who's like, what does that even mean? How, how, like, how do I, (laughs) how do I do that with myself, let alone like, okay, so now I'm triggered Mm -hmm. or overwhelmed because my child's feeling really big feelings, but now I'm feeling big feelings. How do I help them or how do I support them? And I know I talk to a lot of parents and they talk about like, sometimes it's just like when this is showing up, like when I'm making one of the many snacks in the day and I'm doing that or doing the laundry, (laughs) but also my child feels triggered when I say no, or they're not getting what they need. And all of a sudden, all the emotions come flooding up to the surface, this cute tantrum. And you're like, what does this moment need? Like those moments in parenting where you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do when specific things show up with my child. And this program Mm -hmm. is really beautiful because it's kind of the answer to that. It's like, okay, so I'm going to teach you some things that are going to A, first, help you feel calmer as a parent, regulate your own nervous system and emotions so that first off, your child's not going to be such a mirror to what you're feeling, but you're also going to learn how to get into that calm and then some really great tools, strategies, tips, like things you can say in those moments that are going to de-escalate that, but also help your child feel empowered when it comes to their emotions mm-hmm. and big feelings and get to verbalize, communicate, understand what happened for them in that moment. What are they feeling? What are they needing? Mm-hmm. And you have that confidence as a parent and the calm to be able to know what to do in those moments. So it is a three week program that you get to watch on your own time. You literally hit play. You listen to me, share some things with you, but really also hold space for whatever you might be going through as a parent. And it guides you through a journey about A, learning more about how play can help you in your nervous system, because play is a huge part mm-hmm. of how children learn, but it's also, it's it's going to help you find your calm here. There's a lot on communication in families and how to help you communicate to model this to your child, to support them and being able to like actually understand what they're feeling and how to express in healthier ways to process those emotions, but also get the need met. Because whenever there's behavior or big emotions, there's Mm -hmm. always a need underneath that. So it really helps you learn how to speak to your child in a way that you can help them get to understanding the need. And then the last module is all specific tools to help your sensitive child when it comes to feeling safer and more grounded in their body so they can connect while truly being themselves, but also things that are going to help them let those emotions out of them. So they're not, they're not coming out in ways that don't feel so safe. So that is what the program is about Mm -hmm. that parents get to watch on their own time and learn these beautiful communication tools and things that are going to help their family find harmony overall, but communicate more connect more, feel calmer, and just all over, like, be that aligned family that you want to be, but feel like you have a guide or a Mary Poppins by your side helping you out in those moments that you really just need to, like, pause and hit play on your laptop. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I wanted to start here because I obviously had some background on what your program was, but I don't think there is a parent out there that could not benefit from this program because, I mean, I'm sure there's a bit of a spectrum too about, you know, how sensitive each child is. Cause I'm sure all children are sensitive in some capacity and intuitive totally. in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So there's just, there's so much value in that, but I want to, I kind of want to like almost take a little bit of a step back because you've used a lot of words that I'm starting to understand (laughs) because we've talked more, but like you outlined what a sensitive and what an intuitive child is, but we've also talked to about, um, conscious parenting. So can you elaborate a little bit more on what that actually means? It's like such a buzzword right now, but I don't have a definition for it. So first I want to talk about something because even in naming the program sensitive child, like supporting your sensitive child, I'm like, I do not like labels. So I'm, I'm prefacing Mm -hmm. everything we talk about in our conversations (laughs) today of don't take everything as like, that's what that is, because we don't need to label everything in the world. Also, the program is going to help you whether or Mm -hmm. not you consider yourself as having a sensitive child. So let's put that out there. But I also (laughs) think... That like conscious parenting is that same thing that I think a lot of people don't understand what it is. A lot of people are trying to do it, but a a lot of people might have different definitions of what it is, but I'm happy to talk a little bit more about Mm -hmm. that because it's all things I'm really passionate about supporting parents with. So once upon a time, parenting was seen very differently than it is today. I think we could all agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were a lot of different ways to parent. Now, still a lot of different ways to parent, but conscious parenting is really the idea Mm -hmm. that it's about the parent and the whole child. So instead of when a behavior Mm -hmm. or an emotion or something pops up, it's like, it's about the child, or I need to do this to help my child, or we need to use punishment, or we need to do this, or like just focusing on the child. We look at the bigger Mm -hmm. picture. So in conscious parenting, it's like, Become aware also of your responses as a parent, of your own (laughs) stuff and baggage as a parent, Mm -hmm. maybe your own mood or nervous system as a parent, while looking at that, looking at what's also going on for your child, but also wanting to find out more Mm -hmm. about why. Why is that showing up for your child? Mm. So it's there's a couple components that come with conscious parenting is it's a it's it's more of a put on your airplane mask first as a parent and be able to learn how to reparent yourself, soothe yourself, give yourself what you need so you can give your child what they need while also knowing that those are two different things. What you need might be totally different mm-hmm. from what your child needs. And there's a lot of self-reflection and conscious parenting. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. reflecting on like, okay, what am I noticing is showing up for me in these moments? How can I learn and grow through that? Like consciousness is like that idea. If Mm -hmm. people look up define conscious, it's like awake. So how can I become more awake and aware to what shows up within me so I can learn and grow while my child's also learning and growing? And there's Mm. also a lot around communication, holding space for feelings and emotions. And it's more about acceptance and connection. But I want to okay. talk about one aspect because this, I think, comes up in a lot of families that I support who, who would consider themselves as like loving conscious parenting. And this might be a new concept mm-hmm. to some people. It's the idea of reparenting your inner child or your own wounds from childhood. So I think of conscious parenting as, so a lot of people become parents. And as we all know, there is no roadmap to parenting. And there's really no such (laughs) thing as a good, good parent either. But there's this thing called Mm -hmm. paradigms that we have. And paradigms are the rules 
that we have for a thing. We might have rules Mm. that we carry for how family goes. We might have rules that we carry for how business goes. We carry paradigms Mm -hmm. around everything, but it's our rules of how something goes in a certain area of our life. So Mm -hmm. we all grow up with these rules in our mind of how certain things go. And so think about parenting. You become a parent and you have all these previous experiences in your life, aka your own childhood, your own parents, how they (laughs) parented. And there's normally Mm -hmm. two different ways that this can show up for people. Challenges Mm -hmm. start to show up in their journey as parents. Maybe it's when their child's two or three and those tantrums start. And they start to look at the way things are going in their own home. Sometimes parents are like, I had the greatest parents growing up. They were so amazing. Or like my mom did this and that. and was nurturing and this and that. I want to be just like her. So this paradigm or your rules is that's what parenting is. That's what being a good parent is. So I want to repeat that. Whereas we also have the flip side where there's a lot of parents who are like, I did not get what I needed and I do not want to parent my (laughs) children how my parents parented me. So I am going to do the opposite or do everything I can to make sure I don't do that X, Y, Z. So the idea of conscious parenting is, I'm going to use props for this, play-based. We're going to bring it in. Yeah. Here's a backpack. (laughs) <laughs> you become pregnant or your your baby comes to you however however you have a child on this earth you and mm-hmm. your partner if you have one part of this journey you each have a backpack and your backpack is all of those childhood experiences and mm-hmm. you are parenting together based on what you each experienced and how you each think parenting should be and some of your trauma mm-hmm. and triggers that you experienced when you were younger All of that sometimes gets poked on and triggered and activated through parenting a child. I believe that children choose you. I think Mm. there's something bigger of why we choose to be in the families that we do on almost like there's certain things we want to learn and experience together to grow as humans Mm. and evolve. And conscious parenting is kind of that idea is you become mindful and reflective of What's in my backpack that's showing up when X, Y, Z happens? Wow. Just like, wow. Like such amazing wisdom and explained in a way that it finally makes sense why there are certain things Mm. that your kids do that just, I mean, I think the technical term is really pissed you off, but you put it much (laughs) nicer and, and what triggers you because there, there are so, so many things that, and it's so true because what triggers me as a parent is different than what triggers my partner as a parent. Totally. And you know, we can, and I guess we were never really taught to process our own emotions. So a hundred percent, I struggle with teaching Talia and Rhea how to regulate their emotions because there are still certain things that I I can't even process as an adult in, in a way that feels healthy enough to teach them to do it. So, you know, I'm learning to like meditate and talk about hard things. So yesterday, Talia and I were having a conversation about why I was so upset and why I was crying and trying to teach her that, you know, some of those motions are okay. So I feel like she's probably a sensitive child too. I think she feels all of the feelings and when she's angry, you know it. And she goes, 
I'm angry. <laughs> and I, was I like, love okay, it. Okay, you know what? You're doing a better job of this than I am because even I don't do that. <laughs> I love that and that awareness. And I want to point something out because it's the interesting thing is you actually likely will know if you have a sensitive child if a almost like okay have you ever had a moment where you were with someone and they put on the smiley face and they acted like they were great and every part of you could also feel that they weren't okay or that they were angry or that they were frustrated and i think sometimes parents are afraid to admit to their children when they're feeling that way. However, if you have a really in tune, empathic or sensitive child, your child actually wants you to tell them the truth because it's distrusting the feelings they feel in their body. If you lie, mm. when you tell them, right. yeah, I'm having some sadness come up today or like, you know, I'm feeling a bit angry about something. And a, an important line that I want to share for anyone is, it's great to just mm -hmm. be honest, but also to a sensitive child, it's important to let them know, but it's not about you and you don't have to do anything to try to make mom or dad feel better. Because I know as a, as a very okay. sensitive child, I thought it was my job to make everybody else feel better because I felt what they were feeling. I didn't know it wasn't my job to feel mm -hmm. what they were feeling. And it also was very confusing when someone would say that they're okay when they were really not feeling it. And I was extra perceptive <laughs> that sometimes they didn't actually know that they were feeling a certain way, but I knew they were feeling that way. And that's, that's a lot oh. for a little body who, who's very in tune. Yeah. And in so the more, if you have a child like this, the more you can become in tune with yourself and your body and your emotions and learn how to respect what your emotions are sharing with you and just be with them with compassion mm -hmm. and just communicate, the better it is for your child because they already likely know what you're mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. And they also want to learn how to feel safe and not take things on, but also how to learn how to be with emotions in a healthy way. So the beautiful thing is, I love that in that example, like you were just honest and shared and your child's probably like, yeah, that mm -hmm. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I feel angry too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No, she definitely, she understood it maybe a little bit more than I wanted to. So <laughs> yesterday they announced that the, the mortgage rates were increasing and mm. we have been very stressed out financially with a variable yeah. mortgage rate. So that news was a hard hit. It wasn't as bad as I was actually expecting it to be, but I was you know, really upset as an entrepreneur, my income's super unpredictable. And like any increase in our expenses is just like a, a mini panic attack of, oh my goodness, how are we going to make it through yet another, another thing? So I was really upset and I was like, I don't know, like, are we going to have to try and sell the house and find something different? Like, what are we going to do? So I was, you know, explaining that mommy works a lot to try and make money to pay for things like food and houses. And sometimes it's not easy to pay for those things. And then she goes in her adorableness, but also slightly concerning. She goes, but mommy, if we don't have a house, how will we stay warm? I was mm. like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> hearing that, hearing that. And mm. it's hard sometimes if they are picking up what you're feeling is it's, you do want to be honest because they'll sense it no matter what. And about finding that way mm. to, to share while also 
being the parent who's getting what you need in those moments and them knowing that they're the child and they don't have to do something about it and they can feel safe too. And also just honoring with empathy, like that experience as a parent to be holding all of that. And I think something we didn't talk about Mm -hmm. is empathy is a really big part of conscious parenting and compassion. And it's, it's, it's being Mm -hmm. able to be with, be with what's showing up and also to like communicate as a family and to be able to hold space for one mm-hmm. another and what you're feeling. Yeah. So I have kind of a question and I don't know whether this is something that your program talks about, but I feel like our generation is getting a lot better at the conscious parenting, which is great. Cause I feel like that's really beneficial for us as parents and also for the children that we have, but how do you help kind of bridge that, that generational gap? Because as parents, we are not the exclusive parents of our children. Like, you know, my kids are at my mom's two days a week and my attempts at conscious parenting, however unsuccessful it may feel sometimes, uh, are not, not how she parents them. Yeah. So there's a lot that this is like the backpack example. Again, there's a lot more to unpack here mm-hmm. that I would unpack with a client one-on-one. I do talk about Mm -hmm. this more in the bigger program, the Playful and Aligned Parent Program, because it's really about helping you honor your vision as a family and how you parent. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would would start there of, A, you just got to be honest. If you need people's support in your life, there is an acceptance piece of it. It's not going to be exactly how you want it to be. There is a letting go of control. And sometimes perfectionism, if we want things done a certain way, which children are also great at teaching us to let go of that, aren't they? Um, But it's also important to first get really clear within yourself. And if you're in a partnership within your partnership of of how you want to parent, of what values Mm. are important for you, how you approach certain situations. And how important Mm -hmm. it is to have the people on your team do it the way you do it for consistency for your children. And so I know Mm -hmm. that this is easier for some families than others. And like I talked about before, if you have a lot of stuff with your parents or your in-laws that is unresolved, that will all Mm -hmm. come up through having their support with your children. So a great thing to do is to look at that whether you're looking at that with a coach or a therapist or whether you're journaling on that. But sometimes Mm -hmm. it helps to just become aware and get honest of like, okay, how do I feel in my relationship with my mother or my Mm father-in-law or like whoever it is that's taking care of your children? Like what fears do I have Mm -hmm. there? Or where do I find it difficult to speak up for my needs or my parenting style with my children? So I would, I would A, recommend starting there because if you can heal Mm -hmm. and address what, and it's funny that my voice is doing something funny. Sometimes my like body will just like mirror what's happening for people. Um, (laughs) And I wonder if there's a bit of a collective fear of speaking up. So if, if there is, find your expression and your voice with yourself first. So if you want to journal Mm -hmm. it, or if you want to literally pretend you're having a conversation with that person before you have it in real life, that's another coaching tool we use. It's called Mm -hmm. the empty chair process where you literally sit and you act out both people. But it's something that you can totally do to find your voice first and to Mm -hmm. practice. Okay, what do I need to say to this person if I'm scared so that I'm showing up 
as the parent that my child needs. The important thing to remember Mm -hmm. is if you get your own stuff out of the way, you're a lot more clear on what's best for your children. And Mm -hmm. if you can keep that at the heart of it, it's going to be really easy to communicate as a team to make sure your children are getting what they need. And boundaries Mm -hmm. is a part of this conversation. If, If it's not ideal for them, sometimes you have to say no which I know is another conversation because sometimes for families, it's hard. It's hard to find childcare Um, or the right person Mm -hmm. hasn't showed up yet. Who's a better alternative. So I would say boundaries, figuring out what your boundaries are is important and communicating them. Um, And I want to speak to how to communicate boundaries compassionately, because I think a lot of us struggle with that when we Ah. have something that we're unhappy about Sometimes we say it in a way that is not going to get the result that we're hoping for it. Um, And as humans, we're all pretty sensitive and we respond to energy alongside the words that someone shares. So getting super clear Mm -hmm. and owning your frustration or your anger or like loving on that little child inside that never got what she needed, I would recommend to start there. Mm -hmm. Then practice. Before you have conversations, get clear within yourself of what boundaries are important for your child to be supported in the way they need. So in particular, I'll give an example. Mm -hmm. Like if there's certain conversations, for example, maybe it's like body shaming is a thing that shows up in one family. And you're like, in our family, we don't do that. Or maybe it's a lot of criticism. Mm -hmm. And our family, it's really important that we speak to each other with kindness and that we acknowledge each other in really loving ways. Um, or maybe mm-hmm. it's like a certain, maybe you don't agree with the way that your parent wants to like punish your child if they've done something wrong. So maybe it's like in our family, we take the time to, to calm down first. We take the time to understand what happened and why my child responded that way. And then we give them the opportunity right. to make a better choice. And And these are just mm-hmm. examples okay. of like, First, know your family and what's important for you and how you want to parent. Because if you don't know that, you can't communicate it Mm -hmm. to someone else. But once you do know that, you can communicate it in a really gentle way. I've communicated in my home that as a sensitive person, A, I've taught a lot of people that my emotions are not bad, that I feel big. And then when I'm going to cry, I'm Mm going to cry. And that that's a beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But I've also taught people that I feel, I feel the energy of people's words. And one of the lines growing mm. up in my house, and I'm going to share this, but I'm also going to preface it with, I'm also very aware that one of my values as a human is I don't, I don't talk about people if it's not loving to talk about them. I am very a no gossip person, but I also only mm. want to tell a story that serves a point, but not share someone's stuff that's not mine. But mm-hmm. I grew up in a home where a certain level of volume to say a thing felt very different to me than it felt to the person speaking. And they grew up in a home where being loud and like sounding more aggressive was the norm. And to my beautifully delicate, sensitive, empathic system, that felt a lot like anger, rage, and yelling. And as a child, Uh, I didn't know how to express that that didn't feel safe to me as a grown adult Mm -hmm. who has a beautiful relationship with my family. 
I've expressed really softly because it's also, we all have these like rejection wounds sometimes that can show up. So when someone's giving feedback, we need to know how to give it in a way that someone's going to be receptive to it, which is another part of this, which is why I said, look at your stuff first. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's actually communicating. And the same thing with children. It's like, I know that to you, it might sound like this, but to me, this is how that mm -hmm. sounds. When you're sharing that, can you just try to share it a little bit differently or like use a slightly softer tone? Because I know, like, I want to hear what okay. you have to say, but I, I can't hear it when it comes to me like that is it doesn't feel good to mm -hmm. my body. And that could be what happens for some yeah. children too, is like you're scared in a moment and you're trying to help your child because it's an emergency safety response and they're going to get hurt if this happens. But the way you say it could actually jolt them into more fear or more emotions mm -hmm. and knowing that is like slow yourself down try it again with a softer tone and just speak that way mm -hmm. and why i'm bringing this up is i always give this tool in coaching of almost like when you're having a hard conversation put your hand on your heart first and just share what you need to say don't blame or project or point fingers like i don't like how you do this because mm -hmm. we might want to say that but I'm, it could be like, I'm really grateful that you take care of blank, 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 the names of your children during these days, because mm -hmm. I can't do it right now. And I also would love to share something that's really important to me and us as a family. In our family, we mm -hmm. dot, dot, dot. If this shows up in this moment, mm -hmm. could you support blank your child's name in this way? I know it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might mm -hmm. need to say, I know it might be hard because that's not something you're used to doing. Or maybe they've mm -hmm. had many years of doing it a very different way. Sometimes we need to acknowledge the thing that might be part of the resistance. Um, but it right. feels really important to me. Could you, could you try that for me? And in my experience, when I've mm -hmm. shared genuinely from a place of compassion, but also explaining the why something's really important to me and why... I need to be respected and honored in my values while also respecting and honoring and loving the person. It's genuinely mm -hmm. met. Sometimes it's met with like a grumble on that first, but then it's like, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Now that I'm not triggered by what mm -hmm. you said, I, I hear what you're saying and that sounds important and I love you. So I'd like to make that change. And then they do the thing. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, wow, look how beautiful it is that our family communicates and like shows up in this way for each other. And then your children yeah. get to benefit from that because they have a parent who knows, knows who they are, knows what matters and isn't afraid to speak up and, and share the things that mm -hmm. their child needs, or maybe that you need. Mm -hmm. And that's why healing the parent child yeah, relationship absolutely. is a huge part of conscious parenting. It's like heal, heal the parent, mm -hmm. heal the child, but it's like every generation is somehow letting go. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And what you were just saying to, you know, hand on your heart, share, you know, kind of where it comes from and all of those things, not only would that be a great strategy when you're trying to help your other support system, mm -hmm. learn to parent in a way that, you know, you're kind of hoping for, but also in general, sharing things with your partner, that's like co-parenting with you, because like you said, we all have our own backpacks. And a lot of times, uh, we've been really working on communication, Grayson and I, I love that. and you know, we it's a process. We're learning. We're healing our adults and our inner child. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, you know, like I'll be like, it needs to be done this way. And I would say that so often. And I was like, I don't know why you don't get it. I don't like, I don't understand. I've told you that it needs to be done this way, but you know, it's usually not until we take a step back and we share, yeah. you know, like, this is why I feel that it needs to be done this mm-hmm. way. You know, can you support me in helping that happen? That there's more acceptance and understanding and, you know, more positive result. That's so beautiful. I'm like, so true. It's like you're understanding each other's backpacks, but also the way you each see it. So that way you can come to a collective Mm -hmm. understanding and choice together of what honors your family and your children. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You have shared so much amazing advice with us already. And I can 100% understand why you also consider yourself a Mary Poppins, but is there like a a story that also goes with that nickname or is that just kind of an easy reference point that you found? So that's a really great question. And I feel like if I just reflect on every of my like experiences in life growing up, like it just makes sense. But Mm -hmm. I resonated with Mary Poppins because a it's like she shows up and she's got her like literal bag that she just starts pulling out toys and tools and things and that is what I feel like Mm -hmm. I do in my business is a child shows up for a session of play-based healing with me and we're like which toy is gonna come out and be played with today but the toy is an invitation (laughs) to greater self-expression to learning to role play so they can Mm -hmm. find their voice and move through conflicts and problems the toy is more than a toy Mm -hmm it's magic. And that's Mm -hmm. what Mary Poppins is to me. It's like this person who comes in and transforms whatever's happening. Like that song of the spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, but it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, so what is, and Amanda from the Monarch and Co always jokes about this is like, you're like the spoonful of sugar. It's like, okay, (laughs) so which spoon does this family need? Do they need that digital program? Does their child need support or does the parent need coaching? Whatever spoon is aligned to support them with whatever they're needing in their family is the spoon that they're going to get. But Mm -hmm. the spoon's also going to be filled with lots of loving compassion and also play because play is the window into a child's world. So the Mary Poppins kind of came through as when a family shows up and they meet me for the first time or they book a connection call where we get to know each other. I see it as the door opening where Mary Poppins shows up with her umbrella. And when I get to know the family and I hear what's going on and the family dynamics and what's not working, what the challenges are and what their vision is and what support they're seeking. It's like how Mary Poppins Mm -hmm. comes and she helps everybody, but we go, who am I here to support? And when the work is done, it's Mm -hmm. like the door opens and Mary Poppins goes away and she goes to a new family. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it feels like I do in my business. So because I'm a coach, yeah. and I'm, I'm a master life coach, and I coach parents. Mm-hmm. But I also do the play based healing support for children. It, the only way to describe that was kind of a master life coach meets Mary Poppins because Mary Poppins perfectly describes what yeah. I do. Yeah. And I always <laughs> loved Mary Poppins. Absolutely. So you can't go wrong with that. And also just like love musicals and the sound of music was my favorite. So clearly I have a Julie Andrews thing. (laughs) I, you know, I can totally see it from connecting with you. And I mean, I know I asked this before, but this you're sitting in your office right now where lots of this play-based learning happens, which is really cool. So you can see all the kids stuff behind her. If you're watching the the video version of this. And while we're on the topic of play-based learning, you've mentioned it a few times today. Is there anything that us parents can do at home that can kind of help our our children with that? I'm not familiar with what play-based learning really 
is yeah. or does. So one thing I'd say, if you want to know more about this and some of the tools I use, definitely buy the Supporting Your Sensitive Child program because I literally teach you a lot of the things, games, tools that I do with children in their sessions. But I'm going to share it mm -hmm. in this way. So we know that as grownups, if we're wanting a change, a shift, or struggling with something, say challenges with our partner or not sure how to parent or struggling with our own emotions or depression or anxiety or something, we go see mm -hmm. a coach or a therapist. Yep. There are therapists that exist for children, but the developmentally appropriate way for a child to get support is through play because play is mm -hmm. how children learn and play is what's developmentally mm -hmm. appropriate for children at that age and stage. So the difference okay. is that children, instead of like, so how have you been feeling lately? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> they just yeah. get play. But through play, they somehow end up telling you what they've been feeling. And you have a doorway into helping them express in a healthier way or helping them find a new way to move through the challenge. Or you just genuinely have a better attachment and connection to your child because you're spending more time together. So what I actually say, and I have, I have a free meditation um, actually on my website that if you don't okay. know how you like to play or you're not sure you're, what your child loves to do, it takes you through that so you can connect with, okay, what does my child love to do to play? Because that's the best place to start. So what I would say is okay. if you don't yet have someone in your corner, like if you want this support, you can always book a connection call with me and I can do the play-based healing support with your child. Or if you just want to start mm -hmm. playing more with your child, get curious. Who are your okay. child's stuffies? What are their favorite toys? What are the things that they love? And use that. So it's a window into their world. Okay. It's how to connect with them. I would say get on their level and play with them more. But also a phrase I use in my course, but in many videos is let the toys do the talking mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they might have a lot to say that your child might not say without the toys. Mm -hmm. But the real invitation is, can you slow down and play more and be more present with your child and yourself? Like really children are always inviting us to get more in touch with that playful self. But if you are having mm -hmm. challenges with your child, Rather than looking at them as a problem, slow down and connect with them and play the way that they love. And guarantee mm -hmm. you what seems like a problem that's this big is actually going to shrink and maybe be this big. And mm -hmm. then you find a tool or some support to help you through that little bit. But normally play closes the mm -hmm. gap and it's that bridge between parent-child connection. It, it sounds like so straightforward. It's like, <laughs> how do we as parents not think? that that is the solution because it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I guess it, I, I mean, you were saying this and what clicked for me is I, I watch a lot of crime shows like CSI and CIS and anytime there is, you know, trauma that a child is involved in, they always bring in like the, the specialists in that area and they have yes. the kids, you know, color or do a craft to get the kid yes. to open up. And I was like, Oh, it's exactly that. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So we'll have to, you know, make some, make some more time for play. I guess I must have some sort of inner child healing that I need to do around that because I feel very uncomfortable with imaginative play, mm. which my children love. And they're like, mommy, come play with me. And I'm like, 
can we color like mommy can do coloring (laughs) so you know what I love that you just shared that and opened up because I know you're not alone and I know that I've heard that from many parents of like I don't like to play or I don't like to play the way that they play and it's really hard for me so I love that you're like curious of okay what is it about maybe my inner child that really doesn't like to play that way. And that's a great Mm -hmm. invitation to find out what is it about that? Or maybe as a child, were were you always following how everyone else wanted you to play that maybe you didn't get to choose how you wanted to play? So maybe there's a part of you acting up that's like, well, now I have to play the way my children want to play. And I never got to play the way I wanted to play. Because sometimes it can be like Mm -hmm. little things like that, that we're not aware of that it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. If I can like speak to and tend to and understand that child who's just like, but what about me? And be with that. (laughs) Okay, great. Let's imagine that or honor your emotion and the experience you never got and also be like, I'm this age now and I want to play the way my child wants Mm -hmm. to play. But I'm also going to make sure I'm choosing times in my life where I'm doing what I like to play as an adult. And even sometimes Mm -hmm. inner child healing is like, literally doing the thing that you wanted to do as a kid that you never got to. Sometimes it is that. Like Mm. if you really loved karaoke or skipping, maybe you have a karaoke party or you skip once once a day or once a week. Like it's it's okay Mm -hmm. to invite yourself to be a little more playful and a little less serious as an adult because it's going Mm -hmm. to actually benefit Mm -hmm. you and how you feel but also your child and parent relationship. I like that. I like that a lot. It's like making me go, you know, I, I went through a phase in my guess, my teens and my early twenties where, you know, some people would go out and watch like Disney kids movies in the movie theater. And I'm just like, mm. and now I'm like, but I want to. <laughs> I love that. So we have covered so much. And I feel like I have so many more questions for you, but I will just ask one more before we wrap up. Um, And we were talking earlier about how a lot of parents kind of feel uncomfortable about imaginative play. And one thing that really came up for me while we were discussing that was, I know I've talked to a lot of parents too. And the big trend right now is like sensory activities and kind of helping kids with that. But as parents, we feel uncomfortable with that because of the mess it makes. So how can we help I guess, heal our inner selves in that sense so that we can kind of do more of those things for our kids because I know our kids love it. So I, your question was already so wise. (laughs) Why is messiness so scary? What do you not Mm -hmm. like about mess? I would start there because yeah, okay. were you not allowed to be messy as a child or does your adult self just really not like having to clean it up? If you find Mm -hmm. out the why, you can honor it. And then you can choose what feels the most important. Mm. Is it most important for you and your child and your family that she learns that she gets to play and have a mess and that you can clean it up together? Or is it more important that you don't want to have to get messy or clean up a mess than your child getting to have that experience? Or is what is being shared with you that like, you're happy to make a mess, but you want boundaries around it. So let's put a garbage bag outside Mm -hmm. and do the activity outside, where it's not needing to be cleaned up inside. It's always a conversation Mm -hmm. of the more you can get to know whatever your resistance is, or your dislike of something, then you can understand Mm -hmm. what's the most important thing that you are a yes for, 
and how you want to go about that so that it also feels good to you while you're allowing your child to have this really awesome experience. But it could also be this invitation, like we were talking about, of like inner child healing. Of So I'm going to give an example because I think a lot of people can resonate with this. I really didn't like mm-hmm. art class growing up. Art and drawing mm-hmm. was the worst because I thought I had to be perfect and get everything right as a kid. And I felt like mm-hmm. I was bad at drawing. Like I always got it wrong. And my friend's drawings always looked mm-hmm. great. And so I wanted to copy her drawings to feel like my drawings looked good. But I didn't feel mm-hmm. like I was a good artist or drawer. I know that's not a word, but I like it. I, as you can see, I've <laughs> yeah. had to learn how to embrace imperfection, making mistakes and being messy as an adult because I was such a mm-hmm. hypersensitive, focused on getting things right and being perfect as a kid. So I totally understand this question mm-hmm. in a different context. But Mm -hmm. it can be really healing to do those things that you didn't like when you were little, but also understand why you don't like it. So if the messiness is Mm -hmm. just like the physical act of having to clean it up, that's great. Know that it's about that and find a way to make it so that it works. Maybe going outside or maybe having it at a certain table or area of your home that you're okay with getting messy versus a place that you really don't want to get messy. You don't want to clean up. But if there's something else Mm -hmm. around the messiness that's hitting something like, for example, this I'm bad at art, or I don't want to get it wrong, or it just it's something more deep and internal, get intimate with that. What is so scary about messiness? And just Mm -hmm. invite, invite it to tell you. And sometimes that is the healing, just becoming aware of it. And then you might realize that maybe it would be fun to do the thing that is messy. And a big question that I share, I share it in my program, but I even do this myself. Like when I find I'm being too serious, the question I ask is how can we have more fun or how can I make this more fun? So if you're noticing Mm. your like internal monologue and story right now is this is unfun. Parenting is not fun. I am not (laughs) enjoying myself. I'm tired. I'm this. It's pause and ask yourself, how can we have more fun or how can I make this more fun? I like that. I feel like the the overarching the overarching concept of all this is that to help our child, we have to help ourselves. Which totally makes so much sense why why yeah. why self care is so important to kind of like our generation. I, I feel like what I need to do now is to continue working on myself, but also to like have my mom listen to this episode and be like, this is why I talk about self care because we've had disagreements about that in the past, but mm. that's a side topic. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your amazing wisdom. So for those listeners that want to learn more about you, how can they find you? Where can they get your program? All of that fun stuff. So I know you're going to put the links below. So I'll, I'll talk to them as if I'm Vanna White mm-hmm. and I'm just pointing to them. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find more out about me, you can head to my website. It's mindbodysoulmiracles.com. Um, and... Mm-hmm you can buy the supporting your sensitive child bundle. I know you're going to link that below. So that's the best place to go. If you resonated with what I'm sharing, if you're like, yes, to knowing what to say and what to do when my child's feeling big emotions or having a tantrum or they're super sensitive and they don't always feel Mm -hmm. safe in their body and with their emotions and you're ready for that. And you're like, I would love this three week program that I can watch on my own time. I highly recommend you jump in and you buy the program because it's, it's going to be there at your fingertips right away. It's $222 Canadian 
or it's three monthly payments of $74 Canadian. And I wanted to make it super accessible so that more parents can have this right now because yeah, it's not easy to do all you do if you're feeling overwhelmed and dysregulated and not calm in your nervous system. Mm -hmm. So if you can have the tools to be with whatever emotions are showing up for you right now or whatever challenges you're having, it's going to be a whole lot easier to meet your children, but everything else you're doing in your life, that calm that it's going to help you with or the acceptance of whatever you're feeling and, and words to be able to be better at expressing and emoting them, it's going to help the rest of your life, but it's really going to help your sensitive and intuitive child if you have one. And if from everything we shared today, you're like, oof, there is definitely some stuff with my inner child, or I'm really experiencing some challenges with parenting my child, and they really are triggering me. And I'm new to this conscious parenting thing, or, or I totally buy into the conscious parenting, but I'm not entirely sure how to do it because it's a bit more messy and it's not fall step one, two, three, and black and white. <laughs> and you're ready to go yeah. on that journey and have someone guide you through that. And you're not feeling like a digital program is what you want, but you want more ongoing support. Um, and you're like, I, I would like the one-on-one. -on -one. I want the intimate support. I would go to my website mm -hmm. and there's an opportunity to book a 30 minute free connection call where we can jump on a call. I can hear more about mm -hmm. you, get to know you. Um, and I can share with you about my private coaching opportunities so that you can have my support to be with whatever emotions are showing up for you. Do that inner child healing, but also experience like coaching and conscious parenting in a really fun way where you also have me to help you decode your child's messages so that you can understand what it is mm -hmm. that they're needing in those moments that you really do not know what they're needing and help have a window into their world so that you can feel more connected to yourself, but also have a greater connection mm -hmm. to your child, but also your partner. I've coached a lot of parents in my private coaching program around mm -hmm. the challenges that were showing up when it comes to parenting your child, where there's disagreements, and where you both have your own mm -hmm. stuff coming up and of how to feel mm -hmm. safer in your body and with your emotions to feel less triggered by your partner so that you can be on the same page and parent from that place. So if any of this resonates, you can mm -hmm. book a 30 minute connection call with me. I'd be happy to jump on that. Or you can dive right into the supporting your sensitive child program where you're also going to have community access. So if there's questions that show up during the program and sharing of wins, I'm also going to be active on there to be able to support you through that as you go through the program. So if you're called to any of this, I'd love to have you and I'd love to be the Mary Poppins as part of your family's team because we all need more support. <laughs> yes. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> well, that sounds like an absolutely amazing offer. So definitely be sure to check that out as Amanda is so supportive. So I can only imagine how much value is in that community that you're offering up as well. Thank you. All right. So we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in to go get great. I hope you found some useful tips and tricks that can help you make life and business work together. If what I said resonates with you, please share it on social media and don't forget to tag at Brittany Miller socials so that I can celebrate you for taking those first steps towards achieving greatness. Remember, success doesn't happen overnight. It takes dedication, hard work, and a lot of spirit. So don't be afraid to dream big and go after what you want. Keep striving for greatness. You get closer with every step forward, no matter how small they may seem. Until next time, go get great.